the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. This is a story we're about to talk about, maybe happened last week, right? Um, And we waited because we kind of wanted to see how things went, if more information came out or... And now some more information has come out. Right. Uh, you, you may know the name, or you may not, uh, the name of John Christ. Uh, in 2019, few Christians seemed better known, more influential than John Christ. Now, if you're unfamiliar, he is not a pastor, a ministry, a ministry leader, or a worship leader. He is um, risen primarily to fame because he's a funny guy. He is... A hilariously talented comedian. A stand-up comedian. Really funny. A satirist. And he uses us, evangelical Christians, as his fodder. Because that's how he grew up. Right. He was a homeschooled kid. He was the maybe third out of eight. His first job was at Chick-fil-A. I mean, like, he was... (laughs) He's built in. Baked into the culture. Unfortunately, uh, Charisma Magazine, of all organizations or publications. Right, not a hard news organization. No, they first outed the story, as we said last week, that apparently multiple women have stepped forward to accuse John Christ of inappropriate sexual behavior. Yeah. The allegations include, but are not limited to, uh, individually sexting multiple women, uh, initiating sexual relationships with married women and women in committed relationships, offering show tickets in exchange for sexual favors and repeatedly calling these women late at night while drunk. Now, Uh, John Christ, uh, who's 35 years old, has apologized. He said that he is sorry, quote, for the hurt and pain he's caused various women, admitting that he has treated relationships with women far too casually, in some cases even recklessly. Uh, He went on to say, quote, I've sinned against God, against women and the people who I love the most. I have violated my own Christian beliefs, convictions and values and have hurt many people in the process. I'm sorry for the hurt and pain I have caused these women and will continue to seek their forgiveness. I've also heard the name of Jesus and have sought his forgiveness. And then he further revealed that he has sought professional treatment to help with his, quote, addiction struggles. So this uh, these allegations could not have come at a worse time for John Christ. Next month, a Netflix uh, special that he produced was supposed to premiere. And then next spring, his first book was supposed to drop. Both of those projects have been shelved indefinitely. John Christ concluded, and what am I reading from? Uh, This is a Natalie Stone article, and I'm sorry I can't tell you exactly what website I'm reading from, but it is her article. Uh, John Christ concluded, my entire career, this is interesting, John, has been lived out on stage, and even though I've shared many of my life struggles with my audiences, I've lived in constant fear of the darkest parts of my life being exposed publicly. My greatest fear has been that those who've loved me and supported me would hate me if they knew everything about me. I now humbly seek forgiveness and mercy and love, not just for me, but for those I've hurt along my path. 
I'm so sorry. It's a heartbreaking story. Sure is. I mean, I'm I'm not just trying to extend compassion to him, but of course the women who he has harassed. Um, the whole thing is just so sad. But I guess I identify with the pain of someone who's trying to hide something. And Don't we all? And we've all been that way at some time sure. in our lives. And him being such a prominent person and having – a lot of baggage, a lot of stuff going on that he knew was wrong, and you get that feeling, the hound of heaven. Right. Like God's got, you God is not going to let you live like that, right. and it's all come out. Yeah, so it is a breaking story. We, As Kath said, we stayed away from it. We reported only to report the news and to tell you what has happened to him because we admired him and thought he was a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He still is a funny yeah, guy, but, so, but we uh, don't admire him. We do We're sorry for him. And in that same vein, uh, November 3rd, uh, James McDonald, of course, you know that name as well, Walking the Word, aired on our station and across the Salem Network for many Mm -hmm. years. He was a powerful preacher and teacher, James McDonald is. Guest on our show a couple times. That's right. But um, Harvest Bible Chapel has uh, released a statement uh, from the church elders that said James McDonald was prone to anger, had a, quote, pattern of improperly exercising positional and spiritual authority over others to his own advantage and sought to profit from the church's ministry. Now, this is a follow-up. Um, this is a, an older story, and it's, it's only uh, sort of come to the light again because the elders have made this right. sort of a proper statement about where they are with him in the process. Right. This story kind of came out in dribs and drabs over the last, would you say, two years? Mm, yeah, I guess. Okay. When when there were news reports that were happening and people were coming out who had formerly gone to his church, people who had formerly been on staff, and so we heard a little bit. But the reason it's become a news story is that apparently the elders had visited some of the satellite churches right. and realized that they really didn't know what was happening. They didn't really know what the scoop was. And so they thought, you know what, it's long past time that we make a public statement, which they have. Um, the That's elders good. said that they spent several months investigating the allegations of James McDonald's sinful behavior. The elders said they considered accusations that involved at least two witnesses and only considered firsthand accounts, which seems remarkably fair. Right. Um, James McDonald did respond on his Facebook page. He said he apologized for careless and hurtful words and, quote, he immediately sent written apologies where appropriate. He also said, John, he joined the congregation at New Life Covenant Church in Chicago's Humboldt Park community. I'm reading from a Chicago Tribune article by Madeline Buckley. Um, But then the elders from Harvest said this. Um, They had found that McDonald undertook a pattern of extravagant spending, utilizing church resources resulting in personal benefit. He also showed a pattern of insulting, belittling, and verbally bullying others, and that he is, quote, biblically disqualified Mm -hmm. from being a Harvest Bible Chapel elder. All right. So we just tell you these two stories as a means of just um, some cleansing, I guess. Rec- it, a recognition. It, right. Because This know, is what's going on in the world. People have talked about these stories. We tend to stay away from things like this only because it's, so painful. it's such a mess. And you hate to, you don't want to talk about something too early and have, and slander a person. Or be in the rumor business, which we don't want to be as well. But we just figured right. people know about this. People are talking about this. We should say something as well. So James McDonald, John Christ. All right, so what what is what does it make you think? How broken we are as people and what a mess the church can be, especially when you become a celebrity. 
you know, a celebrity Christians that the two words together, they do not jive well. Nope. It is not a, a good thing for anyone to be a celebrity Christian. And, and here we talk about this because, you know, we're on the radio, not right. that we're celebrities by any stretch. You and I run from this, but you see the pressure of people, you know, especially a high profile pastor or a, a famous Christian comedian. And in the in the confines of the church, people are so hungry to want to lift somebody up mm-hmm. greater than themselves. Yeah, we shouldn't be that way. No. We need to stop doing that. They want to see, We you need know, to stop doing that. They want to see Jesus in someone who's alive. Right. Let's and just so look for Jesus up. and let's just, I mean, we're just, I don't know, we're poisoning ourselves, we're poisoning other people. I don't know. I find it, like, oh, really depressing. It's... It's the culture. Don't you think it is? I think it's the culture, but I I think that we also, and you know, the three of us have have talked about this before, and we're not going to mention names here because that's not the point. But we have seen in Christian work uh, the tendency of people to treat powerful men in particular and take their bad attitude and just kind of push it aside and say it's no big deal. And it is a big deal. And I... I don't think that we should tolerate as it, it, and I know it can happen with women, but I'm just telling you that we've seen it. The three of us, most often with men, we tend to tolerate powerful men with bad attitudes. Right, and, and that's, that's it's been not part okay. Of it. No, and and so you see something like this, and you think, okay, so there are tons of people who saw both of these men act badly for years, and people turn to blind eye. Right, right. So whether it's you know the the new the, the hashtag Me Too era, which is a, a good and necessary correction, or it's church elders calling out someone who is acting poorly or th- a thievery or all those different things combined, it's good to call it for what it is. Yeah, shine not, the light. And, and calling it for what it is doesn't mean that the first time someone treats you badly, you go on Twitter and talk about it. No, it means that you There's go. A pattern here. It means that you go to the person. If someone has treated you badly, guess what your obligation is? Yeah. Is your Speak obligation up. is to go to them and tell them. Right. And if they don't listen, according to Matthew eighteen, you take someone Move with forward. you. You take someone with you, and then you see what happens. But you don't not do anything. No, I mean it's. But again, you know, this is the era that we live in where people are so um, in love with celebrity culture that th- there's a lot of excuses for that. That's right. All. I'm tired of making anyway. excuses for that. Right. I'm tired of it. Can we talk about something happier? Please, let's do it. Okay, so October 15th of this year, mm-hmm. on air. When it was warm. Right. And sunny. We were, for whatever reason, opining and perhaps fearfully seeing the day that has become this day. Yeah. Which is... You know it's on the ground that has fallen from the sky. The white stuff. We all woke up to it this morning. Oh, my God. The weather outside is frightful. Oh, God. But the fire is so delightful. Mm. Yes. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. The only thing we could really do to make ourselves feel better was to come up with a Facebook contest. We wanted to have some fun. We have to. So we said, when will be, what will the day be of the first appreciable snowfall? Mm -hmm. And so we had tons of people who picked a date. Now, I was happy with my date. I was very proud of my estimate. (laughs) My prediction was December 25th. Mm -hmm. I thought that's going to be the first day it snows. So you've lost because the snow's already here. I said, along with your mom. With Nan. uh, I said November 11th. Which was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. My, now, it is want to happen. This guy always grabs onto my coattails, and he said November 12th. Oh, wait, what do you mean? What guy? 
the guy I'm looking at, which is New Mike. Okay, now let me let me break in and say that we weren't sure when the snow was coming. No. We knew that we knew that there was some snow expected. Yeah. And so we didn't know if maybe you and Nan would win the contest because right. you picked yesterday as the date. So at 12:45 in the morning, I get an email from a listener. Yeah. Okay? This is Dave Callen. Dave says this. Dear Kathy, I'm sorry to say Nan and John do not get the fabulous prize. That's what he said. He said, it's now well after midnight, which means November 11th has become November 12th. The temperature is 34 at Pittsburgh Airport and 38 at the county airport. And there is no snow visible on the ground. There's Dave Callan doing his best Bob Kutzma. (laughs) He says, I'm afraid the person who has November 12th gets the fabulous prize. Yeah, November 12th. The person would be... New mic. Oh. Hey, that's oh. right, baby. No, no, no. Get out of here. There's like 60 people in this contest. There's How some legalese here, right? You can't win. Yeah, As an employee, no, 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 I can't no, win. No, no, you can't. We're not letting you win. You're what are you not, talking about? We're not you can't you win. win. I get you said the person who gets the correct right. date, but come on. You Which work is November twelfth. You know how there's like is the winner. There's fine print. Mike, there will be angry listeners outside the studios with pitchforks. I can't waiting for you. Believe oh, come me. on. Okay, so how, because Mike is disqualified, although it was no, an no, no, excellent no, no. guest. I'm not disqualified. I am. I am happily giving my gift away. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, all of a sudden, he wants oh, to sound like he's some oh, kind of gracious person. Yeah, right, yeah exactly. I love him. <laughs> okay, so however you want to paint it, you didn't win. <laughs> okay, but so, the actual uh, winner. So we'll go to the the, the, date the was closest correct. day. Mike got the closest. Mike got the day spot on. The next closest date is tomorrow. Right? Mm-hmm. The 13th of November. And the winner would be? Dana Stainbrook. Woo! Very nice. Dig you, Dana. All right. Close but no cigar. That's right. It's fine. Yeah, but Mike wins it. Dana, you win the prize pack from the ride home. We've messaged you, so please send us your contact info. And hey, something else happened today, John. What's that? So we're all like a flutter about the snow and about, you know, sure, I have to sure. come up with something warm enough to wear because I'm freezing and the contest and all that. And I get a request. Uh, what do you mean a request? I get a request from New Mike. Oh. He says, hey, Kath, I got a question to ask you. I said, well, what is it? What's going he goes, on? well, Dan, it's kind of a big deal. I said, well, what is it? And he says, Who's going to drive you home he asked me for a ride home. Well, you guys live he, in the same neighborhood. He does. We don't live in the same neighborhood, but for some reason, he wins the contest but doesn't have a car. What, what's the deal, Mike? I had to go get my, my snow tires put on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fortunate it was today. I know, seriously. So I dropped the car off this morning and I realized, oh my gosh. How'd you get here? Uh, my Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. <laughs> Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. He hooked me up. He lives in like near York, Pennsylvania. What? He yeah. drove from York to drive you to work? He's in town visiting. Oh. Yeah. Take an Uber, Mike. Yeah. Call somebody from New York, golly. PA. Calls from the other side of the state. Yeah, you bring, so your, anyway, pepper- yeah. Yeah, you he, bring your peppermint patty. He sure did. I don't <laughs> feel like it was that big of a request for him to ask me now. <laughs> what the heck? It doesn't seem like it's that okay, big. Okay, so when the show's over, you're driving to Mike home. I'm driving Mike home. Very nice. Now, I got to say, it's, it's you know tables are turned because he's driven me home before. Oh, really? True. But I've never driven him home. I feel. You know what I'm going to use? My remote starter. Nice. Yes. It's going to be warm by the time we get out nice there. Nice Word FM car club here. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Listen, you don't want to miss this, do you? To love, honor, and vacuum. To love, honor, and vacuum. <laughs> and more. Straight ahead on the ride home with John and a Kathy. Lot more.
Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and so you've got some important decisions to make today. Look, we all know Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial, they know you have questions and they've got the answers that you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, think about it. Are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital, any doctor you want. A plan that's focused not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Give them a call, 724-884-1496, or find them online. It's Marley Financial, MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Christmas is just around the corner. Are you ready? On the next Focus on the Family, Kathy Lipp shares practical ideas for you to prepare for the upcoming festivities. From budgeting and planning ahead to stocking stuffers and gift-giving guidelines, you'll learn how to have a more peaceful, sacred holiday. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Mike had problems with bath towels. Have you noticed? They just don't seem to dry you anymore. Sure, they feel soft and lotiony in the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike discovered that around 2006, towels changed forever. How? The industry started importing them and adding softeners to the cotton that felt great but ultimately didn't work. So, Mike found the best towel company right here in the U.S., and with their proprietary technology and USA Cotton, he was able to create towels that are luxuriously soft and actually absorb. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Lindell, who just added these amazing towels to the MyPillow lineup, complete with his famous 60-day money-back guarantee. Right now, with promo code WORD, get 30% off a six-piece set. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths when you call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954 for 30% off the six-piece set with promo code WORD. Or find them under radio listener specials at MyPillow.com. Pittsburgh homeowners rate Pella number one as a leading window brand. Susan wrote, we are thrilled with our new Pella windows and door. The installation process was superior to any other work we've had done in the past. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Wow, thank you, Susan. Low pressure consultation plus expert installation. At Pella, it's just what we do. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. From the ministry to love, honor, and vacuum, (laughs) Sheila Ray Gregoire has joined us. She's been married for 25 years, happily married for 20. So, <laughs> there, were, I mean, there were five dark years. You know, it sort of adds up. A day here, a month we're there. Gonna, we're going to discuss each one of those years starting now. Yes, to love, honor, and vacuum. Sheila, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great. Now, Sheila, you've written eight books about sex and marriage, and you said that you've been talking to other people about how Christian women have better marriages than average, but not that much better. Yeah, and it's not depressing. Yeah, so okay, like I'm seriously depressed about this. Right. So you're thinking so a sexually progressive woman who's surveyed has a marriage that's about the same happiness level as a Christian woman. 
Yeah, so the Institute for Family Studies got together. They did a huge, huge multinational survey. They compiled all the data from multiple, multiple surveys done um, across the world. And what they found was that, yes, religiously conservative Christian women do have the highest marital satisfaction, except for one other group, (laughs) and that's your very secular progressive women. Hmm. So... Yeah, and their their explanation was that both religiously conservative and secularly progressive women um, have dads that are super involved. Like the husbands are super involved oh. in parenting the kids, okay. and so that's the commonality. Which okay, that's good yeah. and all. But even even you know, I wrote I wrote a book called The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex a couple of years ago, and I did a huge survey of that. And yes, I found that Christian women had better sex, but it wasn't hugely better. And so I I just think. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Like, why aren't we rocking? Right. And so <laughs> I, so the problem probably isn't the Holy Spirit. So tell me what you think no, the problem is. The problem is not with the Holy Spirit. No, so I, I, have, I have a whole bunch of theories, and we're actually in the middle of trying to come to the bottom of it. But I think there's been a lot of teaching that has elevated marriage to such an extent in the church that we've actually made it almost an idol and we've forgotten about Jesus. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I I mean, I can't. Yes. All I can say is that's that's exactly right. There's a weird thing when you grow up in the church, especially, you know, if you grow up and if you grew up like I did in the purity culture, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have sex before you're married, boy, wait till you get married. You're going to have the best life in the whole world. No one's going to have a better life than you. And you you look back on that and you're like, well, why did any of us think that that was a good idea? Yeah, and why do people think that's a good message to give kids? Right. I mean, we're just trying to scare everybody into waiting, but there are great reasons to wait for marriage for sex, and if we talked about those reasons properly and treated teenagers like they could actually think, <laughs> which they can, <laughs> you know, like treated teens with respect and told them the truth, I think that we would get a lot further than we are. But, you know, even with marriage, I think what we've done is we've, we've said we need to keep the marriage together at all costs. And so it's really important not to rock the boat because God hates divorce. And then what happens is when you have problems, you don't know how to address them properly mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're so afraid to look like your marriage is falling apart. And it, there's, there's all kinds of weird dynamics for women there too. Like, am I even allowed to bring up any issues because maybe that's disrespectful and we all hear all the time that men need respect. And so we just get in these really weird cycles because we can't actually share what's really going on in our heart. All right. So now you mentioned that men need respect. And of course, everybody needs respect. And I get that. But it seems like from what you're saying that you think that there might be a link to marital dissatisfaction and there being an issue of a woman being, you know, just submitting all the time to what her husband wants whenever he wants it in all areas of marriage. I, I think, you know, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> and I have a whole bunch of other theories, too. And that's why we're we're actually in the middle of a huge project where we're, we're surveying. We're doing the largest survey that's ever been done of Christian women's marriage and sexual satisfaction to try to figure out, you know, what what's the missing ingredient? Like, we know we have the Holy Spirit. And so we should be flying with our marriages. And yet they're not. And so what is the healthy teaching? Like, what, what actually works? to build marriages and what doesn't because what I've seen as I've been blogging for the last 12 years is that there's I'm seeing the same problems over and over again and we're not getting help in our and so how can we change that conversation Sheila Gregoire is with us she's been married for 25 years happily married for 20 
We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> She's written eight books about sex and marriage. Um, Sheila, I don't mean, you know, for you to air your dirty laundry here on Word FM, though, if you are willing, you know, we'd be happy to listen. But talk about the five years that you say were unhappy in your marriage. Why? Well, when we first got married, I thought sex was going to be amazing because that whole purity culture thing. Mm-hmm. And then it hurt and it was awkward and he wanted it all the time. And so I felt like he only loved me for what I could do for him, and he didn't really love me. And meanwhile, he felt like I didn't really love him because I didn't want to make love, and we just got into this really downward spiral because we didn't understand each other and we weren't able to talk about it. And I had to take a huge step back, and and I remember I wrote about this in my book, um, Nine Thoughts That Can Change Your Marriage, but I said to myself, okay, look, I might think sex is terrible, but I know that God made it good and God made it for me. And so even if it's awful right now, and I can't see how it could ever get better, if God made it that amazing, I don't want to miss out on it. And so let's just make this the best research project that I've ever done and figure this thing out. And so it was just a matter of changing my perspective. You know, it, it wasn't that I had to believe sex was great. I just had to believe God was great. <laughs> okay. And, and did, and, you, uh, did you seek out professional therapy? Did you talk to somebody outside your marriage? What was the strategy? I did. None of it worked. Okay. That's honest. It's okay. <laughs> That's probably why I started blogging was because there really wasn't a lot of great advice there. You know, um, and, and as a woman, a lot, of, a lot of the books are written by men. They don't always understand women's sexuality. Um, and what I'm finding again and again in almost every book I read, like Take Love and Respect, for instance, um, by Emerson Egrich. He says the whole purpose of sex is for a husband's physical release. In that entire book, he never once mentions that women can feel sexual pleasure, too. When was that written? It's, uh, 2004. Wow, okay. Yeah. I thought you, know, you were going to say 1950. Yeah, no, this is really common in the Christian world. That's the best-selling marriage book for the last 15 years in the Christian world, wow. and it never mentions that sex is for women as well. And I think that's a big hole in Christian teaching. And that's one of the things that I'm very passionate about on the blog is filling that, is is saying, okay, look, women, you know, sex is for you too. And even if it's not great for you right now, let's make it into that good research project because it isn't great right off the bat for most people. Um, So let's figure this stuff out. Okay, so Sheila, with only a couple minutes left, tell us about the survey that you guys are doing. Yeah, so we're hoping to get 20,000 at least respondents. We're at at just about 10,000 right now, and we are just asking everything about people's marriages, sex lives, whatever, to get to the bottom of what is the healthy teaching. So what helps people get good marriages and good sex lives and what what killed it? (laughs) And we're looking for any woman who is married or has ever been married. So divorced, remarried, you are more than likely to take, more than willing and welcome to take our survey too. And I think you guys are going to put the link on your Facebook page, right? I sure will. I'll put the link on our Facebook page to love, honor, and vacuum. That's uh, Sheila Ray Gregoire. Sheila, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the spring house in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. 
Call the Springhouse now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. It's that time of year again, headlight savings time. When the night gets darker and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task. Can't remember the last time you replaced your headlight bulbs? Well, now is the time. Visit sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect bulb. The U.S. is projected to add 10 million jobs over the next five years. But will today's high school students be ready for the jobs of tomorrow? Text FUTURE to 225568 to learn more about high school and the future of work. The future of our country is in high school, and politicians are deciding the future right now. This is your chance to use your vote to make a positive impact for generations to come. Text FUTURE to 225568 to learn more from XQ. Message and data rates may apply. We'll have lingering flurries early tonight, especially in the laurels. Then it will turn out partly cloudy. It'll be a very cold night with a low of 15. Record low for the date is 13. You remain rather cold tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. I will just be 33. Cloudy and cold tomorrow night with a low 23. And not as cold Thursday with some morning clouds and afternoon sun. I will be 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. I think it's fair to say that print journalism is in a free fall, in big trouble. The newspaper industry, the weekly, uh, news weeklies that we grew up with, Time, Newsweek, all that, those are now essentially gone. Mm-hmm. So the newspaper, the daily paper that used to arrive on your doorstep, whether the morning or the evening, was the mainstay. That essentially has disappeared as well. So replaced by your internet version? Right. So along with that, solid journalism has really gone by the wayside. And isn't that sad? Because solid journalism can still happen 
in a digital format, but maybe it's maybe there there are things that have happened concomitantly. So two things at the same time that the internet has hurt the paper sales, but at the same time, reporting has been replaced by opinion journalism. Right. Now, we were at Grove City last week, and we saw a, a vaunted reporter. Brit Hume. Who, do you know the name Brit Hume? Brit Hume was a big force. In ABC News. In journalism for a long Decades. time. He himself, like a lot of reporters, they get their start in the newspaper newsroom. They learn, you know, the standard, how, what it is to be a reporter, how to uncover the proper rules and etiquette of journalism, all that. It goes back 200, 300, 500 years. That's not an exaggeration. For many young people to go to journalism school was sort a of big deal. It that's was. A, that's a highly coveted position. Yes. Because you're seen as a free thinker. You're seen as someone who's intelligent, someone who's hard-nosed, who's willing to find a story and get at the details no matter what, and to present things fairly. Right. Now, Northwestern University, for many decades, was the preeminent school of journalism, or one of, a small handful, Mm -hmm. Northwestern. They showed their true colors, Northwestern did, in this new media landscape, especially in this new weird culture we're living in. I saw an editorial both John and I did in the Daily Northwestern today. Um, It's dated November 10th, but it's talking about an event that happened on the Northwestern campus on November 5th when Attorney General Jeff Sessions spoke there. I'm going to read to you a portion of an editorial um, that was put out. It says this. On November 5th, former Attorney General Jeff Sessions spoke on campus at a Northwestern University College Republicans event. The Daily, that's the newspaper, sent a reporter to cover that talk and another to cover the students protesting his invitation to campus, along with the photographer. We recognize that we contributed to the harm students experienced, and we wanted to apologize for and address the mistakes we made that night. One area of our reporting that harmed many students was our photo coverage of the event. Some protesters found photos posted to reporters' Twitter accounts re-traumatizing and invasive. These photos have since been taken down. On one hand, as the paper of record for the Northwestern University, we want to ensure students, administrators, and alumni understand the gravity of the events that took place Tuesday night. However, We decided to prioritize the trust and safety of the students who were photographed. We feel that covering traumatic events requires a different response than many other stories. And while our goal is to document history, nothing is more important than ensuring that our fellow students feel safe. And in situations like this, that they are benefiting from our coverage rather than being actively harmed by it. Now, you would think this was, you that would, there was a stabbing. You would think that this was Kent State University. Right, that there was a massive shooting, that they had to call in the National Guard, that lives were taken, that despair was reigning across the college campus. A politician shows up on campus and photographs of the event are traumatizing the children on campus at Northwestern University, one of the preeminent journalism schools in this country. Some protesters found photos re-traumatizing re-traumatizing so the first trauma right, was, was just ha- the event was just having to see jeff sessions a republican on campus right. that was so horrible so unbelievably horrible to hear someone whose opinion was different than yours and then we have an event we photograph the event put it in the daily student newspaper mm-hmm. that re-traumatizes someone because god forbid they see a photograph of the event we've lost our minds this is the medill school of journalism mm-hmm. this is the response 
of the school newspaper. I am speechless. I read this this morning, and then I had to go back and read it again because I thought clearly I didn't get it right no, the no, first time. You got it right the first time. I mean, I, I get. Ultimately, this is another bit of the article. The Daily failed to consider our impact in reporting surrounding. It, let me say that again. Sorry. Ultimately, the Daily failed to consider our impact in our reporting surrounding Jeff Sessions. We know we hurt students that night, especially those who identify with marginalized groups. Marginalized groups? What are you talking about? I mean, I understand what marginalized groups are, but why is is listening to a speaker who has a different perspective traumatizing? So the students during Jeff Sessions' speech at the university... Some of them were outside of the auditorium, banging on the auditorium doors, reciting phrases that said, you are a racist, you put kids in cages. You'd think Jeff Sessions would be the one traumatized, not the students. They conclude with this. this these, are the stu- these are the journalism students at Medill School of Journalism. Yep. We hope we can rebuild the trust we weakened or lost last week. We understand this won't be easy, but we're ready to undertake the reform and reflection necessary to become a better paper. We also welcome any feedback you have about our reporting. The feedback we have already received, either directly or via social media, has been incredibly helpful for us, and we are working to implement it immediately. I'm sorry. They need to acquaint themselves with the First Amendment. Hopefully there'll be a little backlash because there has I mean, been a you, lot of conversation about this across is, mainstream there media. Is, look, if you show up at a protest and your photograph ends up somewhere, that's the risk you take. You're traumatized. Right. The idea of protesting, if you feel the need to do it, is that you're taking a risk of some sort. Yeah. You're standing up for something you believe. Right. So if you stand up for something you believe and then you're surprised that your photo ends up on Twitter, then you didn't realize what the protest was. We're being re-traumatized. Good grief. Yes. We lament. We lament. Listen, with lament, infants, John. We're we'll infants. go to the Psalms in a little bit. <sighs> Tremper Longman will join us on the Psalms of Lament in just a few minutes. 101.5 WORD. Do you ever feel that your prayers go no further than the ceiling? Do you ever pour out your heart before God and then wonder if he's even listening? If so, you're not alone. Join us this week on Through the Bible as we study the prayer life of the prophet Daniel. Not only will you see a model of how a righteous person prays, we'll also peek into the spiritual realm and understand the Father's response to godly prayer. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you have brain fog and lack of energy during the day? If so, take back your vitality and clarity with all-natural Cola Gel, newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that aids with brain and memory support. Cola Gel is all-natural with no side effects. Edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy-rich compounds. Jellyfish Collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimum neurological activity and improves cognitive memory. Receive your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. That's longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. K-O-L-L-A-J-E-L-L. Get your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz promo code COLAGEL. Eliminate brain fog and lack of energy with COLAGEL at longevity longevitybynature.biz that's longevitybynature.biz what you want is awesome new flooring at a great price what you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it with at home flooring you won't have to at home flooring is where awesome happens 
And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Shalom. You can almost see Abraham watering his flock. Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I recently explored 3,000-year-old ruins in Beersheba. Imagine yourself right where Abraham and Isaac dug well to get established in God's land. Our tour of Israel, which includes Messianic Jewish worship and Bible teaching, is forming now. Tour Israel with us and spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. More info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th. Life is hard, right? We tend to think brutal it is just hard to be alive and maybe you know in 2019 we think well no one's had it rough more so than we are i mean look the crazy state of the upside down world right and then you think about all the world wars there's been and right. uh you know famine uh, starvation right the spanish flu right. you know the bubonic plague right the, the holocaust right many number of genghis things. khan tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy the crusades <laughs> should i keep going no you we get it okay i don't think i don't think we're having the worst time that no. anyone's ever had but people do think that right yeah. however we look to the psalms because you see clearly in the psalms thousands of years ago people were also having trouble and calling out to the lord Tremper Longman is with us. Dr. Longman is a distinguished scholar, professor emeritus of biblical studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. Tremper has authored or co-authored more than 30 books, including The Lost World of the Flood and How to Read Proverbs. Tremper, sir, welcome back. How are you today? Hey, it's great to be with you, John and Kathy. Mm, always good and, to have uh, you, Tremper. Yeah. And you know what we're saying Thanks. about people who assert that this is the worst, you know, it's ever been on earth. And of course, I don't think that that's the case. But at the same time, everyone's suffering is profound to them, right? And so each one yeah. of us has to has to wander our, our own path. That's That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, suffering has been part of the human condition since the fall, of course, and uh, and every generation experiences both personal and community suffering. And so that's why I'm so glad we have the Psalms. <laughs> so, Tremper, the Psalms are broken up into different categories, and lament is a style, a category of Psalms, yes? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um John Calvin talked about the Psalms as a mirror of the soul, and he said that it's kind of like an anatomy of the soul, that there's not an emotion that any human being has ever felt that's not expressed in one way or another in the Psalms. So a lot of the different types of Psalms are categorized according to, you know, it's kind of emotional flavor. And uh, so uh, today I think we're going to talk about laments, which will express emotions like disappointment, uh, sorrow, depression, anger, even hate. Um, and, and perhaps in the future, we'll talk about some of the other 
genres like hymns of joy and thanksgivings and psalms of confidence Wonderful. So, uh, or trust. So just like there are psalms of trust or confidence or joy, these hymns, uh, these psalms of lament are given to us because they are what? They're honest representations of how real people felt toward God. Yeah, that's exactly right, Kathy, that um, the psalms were written by people like David who suffered and uh, turned to God to express their anguish, both um, in themselves and others, and even towards God. And that's what's fascinating about the Psalms, is that it invites us that when we're angry with God to express it to Him. Mm -hmm. So nothing new under the sun, Tremper. Thousands of years ago, people were shaking their fist at God in lament. To be honest, when I read many of the Psalms of lament, I get a little anxious. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you mean in terms of expressing some of those emotions yes. toward God? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you turn to the book of Numbers, the book of Exodus, book of Numbers, you read about the Israelites in the wilderness, and they're complaining about God, too. And God sends down fire from heaven or opens up the earth underneath their feet. And uh, But then you look closely and you see there's a big difference between what's going on in those books and what's going on in the Psalms. That is, the Psalms are bringing our anger to God and uh, and our disappointment in God to God, as opposed to, you know, just argue, complaining about God kind of behind his back. Mm. So as long as we're bringing those emotions to God, mm. I think it's both legitimate as well as, you know, Cathartic is the technical right. term, you know. It, okay. Otherwise, if we if we bottle it up inside of ourselves, we'll just it'll we'll just act out in different ways. Okay. What about the perspective, so, though, Tremper, that it's not seemly, it's not appropriate. There's something, you know, we we shouldn't talk. Who am I? Right. We shouldn't talk to God that way. Well, again, I, all I can say is the psalmist did, and the and the psalms were written, as I said, by these individuals, not just to memorialize their experiences, but they write it in a way so that others who come after them can use these prayers as their own uh, prayers to bring their own, perhaps similar, though not identical, situations to God. And we can see that like in a psalm like Psalm 51, you know, where it says that the title says that the psalm written by David after Nathan confronted him after his sin with Bathsheba, and it turns to God and asks God for forgiveness, and, um, and, but it doesn't talk about the specifics of the David Bathsheba incident, and so he's written it in a way that we can now bring our—we can bring, <clears throat> can bring our request for forgiveness to God. I see. <clears throat> so, Tremper, you're obviously a biblical scholar, but when you read the Psalms just as Tremper, just as a man— yeah. What do right. they do? What do they do for you? Well, you know, um, just the well, they they do what Calvin was getting at. And I I should I didn't exactly finish my thought uh, as I should have. My wife says I do that sometimes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, what 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 he's saying is that when we read the Psalms, it's like it's like it's equivalent to looking into a mirror, to, and we get a sense of how we're doing on the outside. So when we read the Psalms. Uh, we can find words to express what's going on inside of our hearts. So when I go through difficult times, I'll often turn to a psalm, and I, I have one psalm in particular that's meant a lot to me through the years, and that's 
Psalm 77. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and, you know, I, I, I use those words and then, you know, throw in my own to kind of express my struggles. And a really interesting thing about the laments that we should point out is that almost all of them, but not all of them, turn at the end to God with some measure of confidence, hope, or praise, mm-hmm. and uh, which is indicating to us, I think, that the laments were written, uh, most of the laments, again, we've got to acknowledge the fact that some of them end on a very dark note, like Psalm 88, which ends with, right. darkness is my closest friend. Um, but, um, but, you know, they kind of catch us where we are in our difficulties, and then at the end kind of jerks our attention back to a more positive attitude toward God. So they not only help us express what's going on in our hearts uh, as we see uh, ourselves reflected in the psalm, but also they minister to us. And even a psalm like Psalm 88 expresses some measure of hope, uh, especially in the first line where it says, you are the God of my salvation. (laughs) Right, but it does end. So, it, but it does end in a dark yeah. place, and that's just. I mean, some of our places are dark. Uh, Doctor Tremper Longman yeah. with us from Westmont College in Santa Barbara. Tremper, our time is short, but you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, John and my conversation last week with uh, Andrew and Noreen Brunson. I don't know if that name means anything to you, but oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah um, sure. For our yeah. listeners who aren't right. familiar, Andrew was uh, an American pastor who served in Turkey for more than two decades, and then was arrested and spent more than two years in a Turkish prison. And John and I got to. See sit down with the two of them and have a great conversation that we aired last week on our show, Tremper. And his story is disconcerting um, because he talks about how dark his first mm-hmm. year was and how he did not feel God's presence at all. He and lost he, confidence. He lost mm. confidence. And he said that he had spent his whole ministry life reading stories about people who had been imprisoned and felt joy and were inspired and were able to recite scripture. And he just bottomed out. And Mm -hmm. I just, I can't tell you how gratifying it is to hear a person say that out loud and just be honest about the experience. And I'm telling you, when you hear someone, when you're sitting across from someone, you're looking in their eyes and they're telling you what that true dark night of the soul is. And however dark our nights of the soul, like my, I've never been in a Turkish prison, so I can't quite imagine Mm. that type of darkness. But then the, the, the rescue of God and the restoration of his relationship with God is so much more real and profound because he wasn't shying away from the dark parts of the story. Exactly right. I'm so glad he's out there telling his story and have written the book that talks about his uh, his experiences. Yeah, so because he that illustrates extremely well what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So, Tremper, for people who are, oh, Mike's telling us we have to go. So in the next 30, 45 seconds, tell us if people are lamenting right now, they're in the middle of pain and suffering, they don't feel like there's hope, they don't feel like God is close, tell them some psalms they can go to. Sure. Um, You could look at Psalm 3, um, Psalm 42 and 43, which are really one psalm, Psalm 69, 77, um, 88, uh, 83. Hmm. They're are actually more in the Psalms than any other uh, type. So, 
Uh, that tells us something, too, doesn't it? Yeah, about, it really uh, does. All right. <laughs> so, but Trevor, we're going to talk about this uh, as you join us on a monthly basis, yeah. the different styles, varieties of psalms. Uh, our time is so short. We apologize for that, but let's do this again next month, okay? Sounds great, John and Kathy. Always a pleasure. Tremper Longman, uh, just really 30 books, including The Lost World of the Flood and How to Read Proverbs. We'll take a break. Come back. Stick around. Uh, we need to have that list again. I'll read it out. All right. Thank you. Some window replacement companies offer only one window model that might not meet your taste or budget. At Pella, we determine which window or door style will give you the features you want in three types of materials. Pella has blinds between the glass, innovative screening options, and lots more. Don't settle for a one-window model choice that really is no choice at all. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at ExtremeTruck.net. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. Mike had problems with bath towels. Have you noticed? They just don't seem to dry you anymore. Sure, they feel soft and lotiony in the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike discovered that around 2006, towels change forever. How? The industry started importing them and adding softeners to the cotton that felt great but ultimately didn't work. So Mike found the best towel company right here in the U.S. And with their proprietary technology and USA Cotton, he was able to create towels that are luxuriously soft and actually absorb. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Lindell, who just added these amazing towels to the MyPillow lineup, complete with his famous 60-day money-back guarantee. Right now with promo code WORD, get 30% off a six-piece set. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths when you call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954 for 30% off this six-piece set with promo code WORD. Or find them under radio listener specials at MyPillow.com. Return to celebrity birthdays. Ah, this celebrity. is never a dull moment. No. You know, we're talking about psalms of lament. We want to really change things up. <laughs> uh, Russell Re- Russell Westbrook's birthday is today. Now, what a great day for him. He's the quarterback for the Seahawks. Oh, okay. I saw a, some of that game. Exactly. Yesterday. I mean, it's a terrific day for him to celebrate a birthday because right. he absolutely killed it. I mean, there were some earlier mistakes, but he won last night. The previously unbeaten 49ers. Yeah. So that was terrific. That was a How wild old game. do you think Russell Westbrook is today? Uh, since I didn't know he was, um, <laughs> 31. <laughs> it's still right. How do you guess the right age of people you don't even know? Dear God. Uh, thank you. Anne Hathaway. 
Anne Hathaway. Actress from, yeah. uh, what do you think, what movies do you think of when you think of Anne Hathaway? I, I, yeah. Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah, fabulous. Uh, Les Mis. Um, Anne Hathaway. What do you think, you like, you had, do you like um, Princess Anne Hathaway? Diaries? What was Mike? she in Princess Diaries? She was oh, a princess. Oh, no, I thought you meant, uh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Julie Andrews. Yeah. It's a girl thing, you might not have watched no, it. It was excellent. It. I loved it. I loved two more than one. Mike? Anne Hathaway? Yeah. I like her in Get Smart. Oh, oh I never yeah, saw sure. that. Yeah. Uh, that's How weird, old do you think she funny. is? She's uh <laughs> 34. She's 37. Okay. Sammy Sosa's birthday also. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, who forgot to, to how to speak English or understand English yeah. when he was before Congress. I mean, 1993 or 1999, him and Mark McGuire chasing for the home run record. That was so exciting. Oh, it sure was. But it was all a fraud. It was all total Sammy fake. Sammy Sosa's 50. 51. Okay. Happy birthday, all you guys. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Donald Trump is claiming credit for a strong economy. We have ended the war on American workers, we have stopped the assault on American industry, and we have launched an economic boom, the likes of which. We have never seen before. Mr. Trump added his administration is responsible for the creation of 7 million jobs. National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Chenard says a wavy jet stream is spreading an Arctic air mass over a big chunk of the Midwest and East Coast. It goes up and it goes down. And so much of the central and the east is in the down portion of that wave, which allows air to come in from the north. So we kind of have a direct route um, kind of from the Arctic. Um, so we're getting that Arctic air into much of the central and eastern U.S. The mid-autumn taste of winter brought record single-digit temperatures to Chicago and environments and set snowfall records in Buffalo and Detroit. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Are you ready to advance? Imagine yourself in the graduate program you've always wanted. The right master's program can help you get where you want to be. Geneva College, located conveniently in Beaver Falls, just 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, has on-campus, online, and hybrid graduate programs that could be right for you. Geneva's high-quality Christian programs are designed to help you move ahead, both professionally and personally, preparing you to excel in today's demanding world. But don't just think about it. Attend Geneva's upcoming information session to find out about master's programs like counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, and master's in business administration. The information session is at Geneva's campus Tuesday, November 19th, with registration and refreshments at 5.30 and the program at 6 p.m. It even includes sitting in on a master's level class. 
That's Tuesday, November 19th. For information and registration, go to geneva.edu slash session. That's geneva.edu slash session. Award-winning Christian country singer Lisa Daggs has written her incredible story of unshakable faith in her new book. Hey, this is Lisa Daggs. 30 years ago, I was sitting in a prison cell facing three to five years behind bars on drug charges. I had just one thing to hold on to, my faith in God. And my trust in God's love was rewarded in ways that were impossible to imagine. But when life is at its worst, God is at his best. My new book is called No Turning Back Regardless, how God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with a song. It's about the freedom God gives us when we put our trust in him, regardless of our circumstances. Whether you're facing divorce, addiction, or family tragedies, redemption and victory, is in your reach. No turning back regardless is the story of what happens when you proclaim that you're going to follow and serve the Lord regardless. No turning back regardless. The inspiring new book by Lisa Daggs, now available wherever books are sold. We'll have lingering flurries early tonight, especially in the laurels. Then it will turn out partly cloudy. It'll be a very cold night with a low of 15. Record low for the date is 13. You remain rather cold tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. I will just be 33. Cloudy and cold tomorrow night with a low 23. And not as cold Thursday with some morning clouds and afternoon sun. I will be 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We're looking out the window here, sixth floor of Seven Parkway Center. It's beautiful out there. It is beautiful, I have to admit it. Yeah, it's like almost a like Bavarian postcard. It's like look. a little town under the Christmas tree. Yeah. i got to be honest, green trees never look better. looks very nice. You know, this is the first snowfall, so you go... Oh, I forgot how beautiful it can be. Yeah, I'm also very cold. I mean, not now at this moment, but I think overall in my heart, right? I'm just cold. So last night I got home at 6.30 Mm -hmm. and instantly my husband and I went out into the front porch and started, you know, we have a bunch of porch furniture out there. And so we had to make it, you know, we had to kind of clean it up for winter, you know, put things nicely, put the covers on things, you know, all that sort of thing. We didn't even have coats on. It was that. Yeah warm Mm -hmm. at 6 30 so we worked out there maybe an hour an hour and a half everything is locked up tight for winter we felt so good about it very good we went inside to make dinner Mm -hmm. went outside an hour later to look at something i swear to you it was 30 degrees colder it was so cold all here's what happened i went home took the dog for a walk when i'm coming up my driveway all of a sudden it was like somebody flipped a switch the wind went and you thought oh winter has just arrived can you believe that it blew in from the northeast. It was shocking. It truly was. I really couldn't believe it. And so oh, then overnight, what happened? The snow fell. The snow fell. Yes. I was hoping actually for snow yesterday. I know you were. Because we- So was my mom. Yeah. Well, October 15th of this year, we were talking about the coming winter. Right. And so we started a little snow contest and we said, okay, can you quickly, uh, correctly predict the when the first snow will fall? Mm-hmm. Appreciable snow. And it happened today. It did happen today, but there was some thought that it would happen yesterday. Right. And if it would have happened yesterday, 
I would have won along with your mom. Exactly. November 11th. But then, you know, we were singing this on air on October 15th. Oh, November. I said November 11th. Mike, as he's wont to do, jumps in and goes, November 12th. That's right. November 12th. Okay, so, so let me let me break in and say that at 12.45 a.m. I got an email. An email? From a listener. Yeah. Dave Callen. Dave says, Sorry to say that Nan and John do not get the fabulous prize oh, me too, in your Dave. snow contest. Thank you for your it is now well after midnight, which means November 11th has become November 12th. Mm. And the temperature is 34 at Pittsburgh Airport and 38 at County Airport. And there is no snow visible on the ground. Holy smokes. Is Dave Callan dude, uh, Joe DiNardo. I'm telling Partly you. Partly cloudy and mild over there. Our listeners are the- like, they're like those six people that like... KDK sends out to like document the first flakes. Can you believe? Listen, I did turn into the local news this morning. Yeah. PXI, literally, I'm glad you said this, had six people on the ground. That's awesome. We want to send Dave out. Listener D- Dave, we want to send him out. He's up there. He had probably the first snowfall. He pro- he, so- he, we probably get a better report from Dave Callen than they got from their six people. <laughs> for, for a lot less. Exactly. We've, we've hardly paid the man. <laughs> yeah. mm. Anyway, so it was actually... November 12th. Right. And so there's only one person who picked November 12th out of the 60 or 70 people who played our contest. And that would be New Mike. Yes. Mike chose November 12th. Get out of here. And he won the snow contest. Woo! However, because he's an employee of said Word FM and Salem Communications, he cannot collect the prize. No, 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 no. I'm collecting the prize. I'm no. just going to give it away. Oh, listen to I'm just going to no, give it away to somebody else. Right. No, Mike. Legally. You know, legally, you're not allowed to look, collect any prize. Look, he looks like he's getting the prize. No, I, I know. He's, like he's all he's lined like up. He's like real insistent about it. Mike, I'm sorry. I do apologize. So we're going to hand the keys of the Porsche to someone else. <laughs> right. Okay. I know. Really. You thought that the car was almost yours. Right. And yet it wasn't. So we, we had to look ahead. We thought it's kind of like uh, Price is Right. Right. Like if you don't hit the price on the nose, you have to get the closest price without going over. Right. Right. So this was the closest date without going under. Yes, mm-hmm. I, which makes sense. I mean, I, I really, I should have won, but the well, day had passed. You couldn't win either. No, you're right. And neither could my mom because she's related to me. Right, exactly. Okay, right, so even though she's, thing. I'm sure, stomping at home. She's right. so upset that she didn't do it. So we picked the person closest to new Mike. And uh, Mike, did you... Uh, do you have a winner? Do you have a we winner? We do. We have a winner. And the winner is... Dana Stainbrook. Dana Stainbrook. Dana she chose what date? November 13th. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, congratulations, Dana. So I'm going to give her my prize, you know, because right. I really want it. No, it's not Wait, your prize. you're such a nice guy, Mike. Yeah. Not, not very nice. nice. No. Dana, we've messaged you. Uh, so if you can open up your messages and let us know your contact information, we'll get this gigantic Porsche no, package out to I think you. we're going to go back and find some books and music or something, right? We're not going. We already have a prize pack. No, yeah, we yeah, we, we do. Did? What? Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't see but the price. Do, do you work here? Yeah, I missed that. You got to trust me on that. Did somebody get really? We yes. Oh, yeah, Goodness sake. Okay. Hey, but so congratulations, Dana. Yeah. yeah but much. while we're talking about all this today, making sure we know who our winner is and yeah. how it's going to work and all of that, I get a request from. It's a personal request. Oh, oh, I, I heard about this. Okay, so Mike, uh, because of the snow, you thought you know Johnny on the spot. I better take care of some business. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What'd you do? I had to get uh, I had to get two new tires in my front car. Oh, now the, what? Now you in front of your car? In front of my car, yeah. Front car, <laughs> front car back car. Right. It's yeah. a front car. So I I didn't I didn't have a ride. So I came in and I was like, I don't know who's gonna take me home. Mm. So it's like, hey, cat. I was busy. Can you can you give me a ride home, please? Because I don't I'm stranded here, and I don't want to pay for an Uber. 
No, no, don't. Of course not. No. And why would you want to pay for someone to yeah. take you home? So you, you just got to put one of your coworkers out. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So, so that's my prize. So I got to be honest. I had to say yes. Yeah. You're not going to say no to Mike. No, no. Like he could like screw us audio wise tomorrow if no, I said please no. Don't. no. No, no. No. So I said yes. Yeah. So I'm I would taking. Never. So Mike, I'm taking you home. Thanks. Very nice. I'm excited. So now Mike's driven me home multiple times. Has he though? Yeah. That's right. I don't remember why. Well, oh, okay. you know why? You drove me home last year because I was getting my remote starter installed. Which is the oh. best invention in the world. And tonight you get to benefit because before we leave the Word FM studios, I'm going to point my little clicker outside toward the window. Start and by the time up. we get there, the Chevy EQ is going to be good to go. We are easily amused. You know that? Last year when you got that remote starter, you, you were up here on the sixth floor. You pressed the button. We saw the lights on the car go. We all went... Oh, we loved it. Oh, look at that. The car it. started automatically. And I love it again. Okay, so tonight I'm driving him home. Right. All right. I'm taking Mike home. Okay. The uh, the talk show that rides together stays together. <laughs> uh, stick around, won't you please? Uh, we've got a really interesting guest next. Uh, we're going to talk about... Um, How to talk to your kid who's depressed. That's ahead. All right. If your child's under the weather, don't miss this conversation. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yes, open enrollment is here again, and you have until December 15th to choose something very expensive you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red hot poker in your eye, call my friends at Marley Financial. Now, Marley's got every plan available in the tri state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Have you ever heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? Well, they're great if you visit the doctor a lot or you take medications. But if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. So call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496, for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right. 724-884-1496 or online, marleyfg.com. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The way your life changes is for your mind to change. You stop believing the lies of this world and you start believing and living the truth of God's Word. That's discerning between good and evil. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. When was the last time that your kids had fun at the dentist's office? Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. It's really important that the kids have a great and fun first few experiences. Moms really appreciate the time that we spend to make sure that their kids are not feeling rushed and that we really have a lot of fun in the office. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford. You have my word on it. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. I don't know if it's the internet age or our smartphones or what. Or our, I don't know, our obsession with money or politics or... Just the day and the age that we live in, in uh, 2019. But it seems to me... Just from, you know, being in circles with my kids and, you know, their peers and our friends and all that, that there is an epidemic of childhood depression. And it feels as though it's it's thick and throughout all different stratospheres of socioeconomic and, and racial. Kids are not the kids of uh, our youth, at least when I was growing up. It was a rare thing for a, a kid to be diagnosed with depression. But I think we've turned the corner on this. This is something, a new age that we live in. Casey Van Norman is with us. She's a counselor, a Bible teacher, the author of the books and study series, Named by God and Raw Faith. She wrote a terrific piece at the Gospel Coalition website called How to Talk to Your Depressed Child. Casey, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Actually, I am Christine Chapel. Oh. so the bio was a little bit different, but but the title of the article was right. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Christine Chapel, author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help My Teen is Depressed. There it is. There we go. We're just there reading the go. wrong thing. <laughs> That's no problem. Christine, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on today. Good, but you've mentioned in your article the, that what, what you want to say. I read the wrong bio. <laughs> John's so excited about what's going on in the show. He's just one step ahead, Christine. So we're going to pull him back together. Holy, I'm Can depressed. No problem. <laughs> I'm depressed. Uh, Christine, you wrote in your article that you had seasons of depression yourself before you had to navigate the season that your daughter was experiencing. Can you talk about that and if it helped you? Yeah. I mean, I have been battling depression on and off uh, for about 20 years, and thankfully, by God's grace, the last couple of years have been, you know, pretty stable. But, um, you know, I never, ever in my wildest dreams imagined that it would be part of my child's story. And I just, before I continue, want to say that, I, you know, my daughter knows that I write about this, and so I have her blessing and, and when talking about it and writing about it. But um, it has given me a unique position, I guess, in terms of ministering to her sorrow and her struggles, because I can empathize, you know, more easily, because I know the experience. I know that it's not always a matter of attitude or, you know, choosing to be pouty or upset or grumpy or whatever, that there is something deeper. There's something at the heart level. There's something that sometimes can be even mysterious about the battle. And so just trying to enter into her sorrow and her hurt and recognizing that her experience 
experience of depression is maybe looking different, you know, than what I have in the past experience, but it's suffering nonetheless. And I think that's a major point that we can, as parents can easily overlook is just the fact that our children are suffering. You know, a lot of times we'll look at what they're wrestling with and, hey, I'm a parent, this is a problem that I need to fix, instead of, you know, this is a child that we need to love. <laughs> they're in, first and foremost, they're suffering and they're hurting and they're looking to us, you know, for help and for hope. Right. So I, I wonder, Christine, is this the age? Here's quickly, whenever I was a kid, I was probably 13 or 14 years old. And of course, you know, uh, I'm entering into, you know, the, the hormonal explosion that is present in teen boys. And I, I remember yelling to my mom, which I never did. I, I yelled out to her one time, I think I'm going crazy. And I really meant that. I did think I was going crazy. And she said to me, oh, you're going to be okay. I mean, that was really no help to me whatsoever. Uh, I was, you know, suffering. I wanted her to understand me a little bit. But, you know, of that generation, they were not going to have that. They just were not going to engage me in my talk. But, you know, I'm sure it hurt me in the long run, you know, for her not to go, hey, what's going on? But it's a good thing that you're listening to your child. Right. Well, I think the difference there is, you know, if we're followers of Christ, we need to look to God for an example, for some guidance and wisdom and how we need to respond to our children's proclamations that, you know, something is amiss and that they're, they're sad and they don't know why, or they want to hurt themselves and they don't understand these overwhelming emotions. We you need to follow God's lead. And when we see God engage with his children in the scriptures, we don't see a God who comes and says, just suck it up or just pull yourself up by the bootstraps or no, you're not really feeling that way. You're re- what's really going on is X, Y, Z. He enters into Elijah's distress, you know, in first Kings and he, he fellowships with Elijah. He tends to Elijah's physical needs and his spiritual needs. And we see in a variety of other uh, scriptural narratives, God and his masterful care of his despondent children. And so we have an example. We have God giving us direction in the scriptures of how we can really be offering our children love and encouragement and just letting them know that what they're going through is not abnormal. We have the scriptures, you know, Moses wanting to die, Jonah wanting to die, uh, Job and his suffering and his lament and King David and his sorrow and and all of that in the Psalms. We just have, we have so much scriptural material to go off of that there's really no reason we should be approaching our children and just telling them to get over it, suck it up, you'll be okay. And instead, we need to model our care after, after God himself um, and really just sit and enter into our children's sadness and weep with those who weep. Good. So w- when you talk to your depressed child, one of the things you talk about uh, in the article in the Gospel Coalition is that you, that you talk about that depression is not abnormal, that it's a common state for a lot of people. Right. Well, I think that, you know, over time we've come and bought into the notion that happiness is a default condition, but happiness hasn't been a default since the fall. You know, ever since we got booted out of the Garden of Eden, we have been, you know, toiling and laboring with pain and groaning too deep for words. And so, we, we, we've sometimes, as parents especially, can think that our children, you know, should just be happy, and that's just the way everyone is. And if you're not happy, something's wrong with you. But the reality is, is that, you know, sorrow, excessive depression, um, and, and things of that nature, 
you know, just remind us of how broken we really are, how broken and fallen this world really is, and that apart from Christ, we're going to constantly be grasping at the the closest thing next to us to try to give us satisfaction and happiness, and it's going to fail us time and time again because created things decay and they expire and they die, they pass away, and so you know we just are constantly trying to find you know what's the next thing that's going to make me happy or content, and unfortunately when it's not you know something that's eternal. Um, we're going to face disappointment over and over again. It's not going to live up to that, that hope that it will, you know, be able to satisfy us in, in all of the ways we need satisfaction. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Christine, I got to tell you, we've had a lot of people talk about depression over the years. I think that is the most accurate biblical perspective on depression I've ever heard. Um, and I really appreciate that. And your daughter is really blessed to have you uh, to walk with her through all of that. So it's, it's harder though, I think when you're watching someone than when you're going through it yourself. What do you think? Oh, yeah, of course it is. I mean, and especially from the parental standpoint, because, you know, our kids will come to us and say, hey, mom, I've got a math problem I can't solve. Can you help me? Oh, well, actually, and to be all honest with you, I'm not helping her with math problems because math's my worst subject. But if it was like a writing problem, yeah, sure, I can give you help with that. You know, we want to be fixtures for right. our kids. We want to solve their problems. We want them to have you know, a pleasant life. I mean, who doesn't want that? Um, You know, but at the same time, when it comes to parenting a depressed child, we can be tempted to get really angry and bitter when they're not getting better because they're, we can be impatient with other people's brokenness. And so that's when we're tempted to say, you know what, you really have nothing to be upset about. Your life is really good. Or, you know, just fake it till you make it is another thing that people, you know, can sometimes fall back on and just trying to, again, we're not, preaching gospel here. We're preaching you can fix yourself. And you know what? Someone who's broken and hopeless, they can't fix themselves. And to be, on all, to be honest, none of us can fix mm-hmm. ourselves. But we just, you know, when we're happy and things are going great, we're under this illusion that you have this control over your world that you really don't have. And we face that front and center when our kids are depressed and we can't figure out how to make it better. It's a total, a total, uh, we have no control over it. Can we love them? Can we encourage them? Can we minister to them? Yes. Can we fix them? Do we know everything that's going on in their hearts and their bodies? No, we don't. Only God knows. And so it's really a matter of, you know, trusting God with our kids and doing what we're called to do, which is to love God and love our kid as ourselves. Christine Chapel is with us. Christine is the author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help, My Teen is Depressed. She also she hosts, she hosts the Hope and Help Project podcast. She blogs at FaithfulSparrow.com. So, uh, Christine, just uh, in the last hour around this time, we had Tremper Longman, who's a, a biblical scholar, talk to us about the Psalms of Lament. And, of course, it was a good reminder for all of us that lament goes back since man has walked the earth here. Uh, in the language of the laments, right, that language moves forward. So it's important for us to remember that there is a language of sorrow, of despair, and you should know that as well as your child. Absolutely. I mean, the wonderful thing is that God in his kindness has given us that language. You know, we don't always know the right ways to be able to communicate how we're feeling, especially when we're depressed. Um, And if you think about it, as an adult, we can wrestle with that. So let alone a a child or a teenager who doesn't have the vocabulary, they don't have the emotional or the spiritual maturity that, you know, a grown-up might have. And so it's even more difficult. And so to turn to the scriptures and to, as a parent, to guide our child to Psalms of Lament, like Psalm 13, Psalm 
77 and specifically Psalm 88, which is the unresolved psalm, which is the darkest psalm that, um, that is in the songbook, uh, we can really equip our kids to know, number one, God knows what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not a surprise to God that you are feeling hopeless. It's not a surprise to him that you feel like he's abandoned you. It's not a surprise that, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, whatever the psalm is saying. So he's not surprised. In fact, he knows what we're going through because Christ experienced all of these types of things during his passion and his crucifixion and separation from the Father. So there's a way in which lament helps us to identify with with Jesus and in Jesus' suffering. But it gives us hope, too, because it says, okay, now here's what you do. As you're lamenting, you're crying out to God, you're telling him all of these ways that you're hurting and you're broken, and then you're asking for his grace and for his mercy to to help you. You know, like the scriptures say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so hurting. I don't know all the words. And then we give an opportunity for the Holy Spirit. You know, he's ministering in those moments, and he's making clear the prayers that we're saying. You know, we're just groaning and crying and weeping, and he's turning those groans and weeps into prayers that the Lord understands. And he is delighted to step down with us and to enter into our pain and just assure us that he's with us and that he hasn't abandoned us and that he knows what this feeling um, is like. Christine, our time's nearly up. Um, But to close, I want to ask you about how hard it is to walk through this with someone, whether it's your child or it's someone else's child or it's a friend or a spouse or whatever it is, when it's just, it's a long time. You know, it's one thing if someone's depressed in a couple weeks, they're feeling better, but this can, this can go on for months or years. Right. Well, it's no secret. If if you're walking alongside someone who's depressed, this journey of theirs is actually going to be a huge part of your sanctification as well. It will test your ability to love that person as humbly and as faithfully as Christ has loved you. And so we need to keep that perspective. We need to remember that we're not called to fix the person that we're walking with, but we're called to love and encourage and disciple them through it. And 1 Thessalonians 5.14 encourages us in that way. And so we just need to help people who are depressed, you know, take courage and trust God for their future um, and to be in fellowship with others is important also not to um, kind of fall back into a state of isolation, but to really, you know, lock arms with one or two people who can pray for you. Um, even as a parent, even if you're not depressed, but your child is, you need support. You need the support of a community to say, hey, keep going. Don't, you know, don't grow weary of doing good. And in due season, you will reap a harvest. And, um, you know, so the, the parents need just as much support as the depressed child or person does and uh, you know waiting for uh, cure or for healing you know just test our ability to trust God with with that person and that person is being cared for by a God who loves them who sees them and knows them and cares and is not absent he's he's working in ways that we don't always see or understand but he's working amen to that Christine Chapel. she is the uh, the author of Help, my teen is depressed. She hosts the Hope and Help Project podcast, also blogging at FaithfulSparrow.com. Christine, thanks an awful lot. That was good wisdom. Thank you so much for having me.
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you have brain fog and lack of energy during the day? If so, take back your vitality and clarity with all-natural Cola Gel, newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that aids with brain and memory support. Cola Gel is all-natural with no side effects. Edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy-rich compounds. Jellyfish collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimum neurological activity and improves cognitive memory. Receive your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. That's longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. K-O-L-L-A-J-E-L-L. Get your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz promo code COLAGEL. Eliminate brain fog and lack of energy with COLAGEL at longevitybynature.biz. That's longevitybynature.biz. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Shalom. You could almost see Abraham watering his flock. Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish congregation, and I recently explored 3,000-year-old ruins in Beersheba. Imagine yourself right where Abraham and Isaac dug well to get established in God's land. Our tour of Israel, which includes Messianic Jewish worship and Bible teaching, is forming now. Tour Israel with us and spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. More info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the oneplace.com app the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. We'll have lingering flurries early tonight, especially in the laurels. Then it will turn out partly cloudy. It'll be a very cold night with a low of 15. Record low for the date is 13. You remain rather cold tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. I will just be 33. Cloudy and cold tomorrow night with a low 23. And not as cold Thursday with some morning clouds and afternoon sun. I will be 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York This day in history, 19... 18. No, this day in history, 1954. 
Ellis Island stopped serving as the chief immigration station for the United States. Yes. 20 million immigrants went through Ellis Island in its 62 years of operation. Opening, I thought you were going to say, opening in 1892. Can you believe that? Holy 62 smokes. years, 20 million immigrants. Yeah, that's a lot of people. I'm sure my great-grandparents my, my went grandparent, through there. My great-grandparents went through 19, somewhere around 1905. Yeah. Uh, January the 2nd, 1892, 15-year-old Annie Moore from County Cork, Ireland, became the first person to pass through the new mm-hmm. Ellis Island. She reportedly was arriving with her two younger brothers to join her parents in New York City. Uh, I'll tell you, if you ever get the opportunity in New York, while you're in New York City, to visit Ellis Island, you know how sometimes you like you envision something. What you know, I think it's going to be like this. When I envisioned Ellis Island, it was exactly what I thought really? it was going to be. It's fabulous because you know it was after the fifties. The island was left to sort of fall into its own mm. rubble again. Okay, And then the federal government went back in decades later and reopened a portion of it. But then there's a museum there. So there's these massive rooms, gigantic ceilings. I bet you they're 18, 20 feet high. And the paint's peeling off the walls. But there's, you know, a gigantic door on one side of the building where they would bring in the throngs of people. Mm -hmm. And there'd be like long line that would snake through. There'd be health inspectors, customs inspectors. But it's an incredible place. You think about all those 20 plus million people slowly inching through, not speaking the language, worried about who may meet them or not, whether they'll get passage into the country safely. It's just a fabulous place. Wow. All the languages, all the hopes and dreams in that one room. Yep. We can't ever lose sight of the fact that immigrants are the lifeblood of America. I'm into that. Right. That's what makes America great. It does. We need immigrants. We need immigrants. We want immigrants. Yeah. And we're so blessed to have such a beautiful country. I'm not saying that we don't have an immigration issue, but I think our biggest immigration issue, to be honest with you, is the fact that our legal immigration process is so messed up. Oh, it's so slow. That should be priority one. Plus, it's very expensive as well, right? It really is. Yeah, so this date, November 12th, 1954, Ellis Island closes after admitting millions of immigrants. Now it's different. There's a different flow. Of course, people are still coming out. That's not true. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. That's not true. See, because things got real complicated. Right. Take a break. Come back. Hey, guess who's with us? Who? Casey Van Norman. <laughs> Casey Van I Norman. She was with us before. I know. She's coming back around again. <laughs> right. What goes around comes around with Casey. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Man has something that animals don't have because animals have something that men don't have. Animals have instinct, but God didn't give man instinct. God gave man the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to man what instinct is to the animals. Discover what the Bible has to say about animal rights and other critical issues of our times when you hear Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, 
Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Sight and Sound Theaters presents one of the most cherished Bible stories as it comes to life on stage. You will give birth to a son. How can this be? With God, all things are possible. Travel with Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem in this original holiday production. Peace for all mankind! Discover the miracle of Christmas. Live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Are you looking for a new career path? Want to make a difference in your community? Become a teacher. The American Board can help you earn a teaching certificate and a Pennsylvania teaching license in a year or less. American Board's online program allows you to set your own schedule for a price that fits your budget. Visit www.americanboard.org. That's americanboard.org for more information on how you can become a Pennsylvania teacher. You ever um, look back on those years of misspent youth, of which I had a lot of years of misspent youth. <laughs> and you can Are go, they still going on? Or? Oh, no, I'm, I'm gone. I'm All stabled right. out here, you know. But, but you know, I, I, I go, what the heck was I thinking? Man, was that painful? Or that was a foolish time in my life. How could I be such a dummy? I mean, I, I, I often would think that. Hmm. But then, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You think, well, oh, the things that I've learned, that was really good. The suffering was necessary. It refined me to, you know, move forward, right? Yeah, but you seem like you're really upbeat about that. <laughs> well, you know, got, you, me to, got me to a good time. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, you might catch me at a dark time and go, oh, my goodness gracious. I'm upbeat. Hey, he's pretty upbeat about his misspent youth. I mean, I guess it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> Casey Van Norman's with us, professional counselor, which would be helpful about now. Bible teacher Hello. and the author of the books and study series Named by God and Raw Faith. Casey, welcome in. You guys are cracking me up. Case, yeah. you, but you know it's true, right? What I'm saying? Misspent yes. youth? Yes. I wanted to say, oh, preach. Yes. Okay, so... And thank you for having me on to talk about our misspent youth. You're yes. welcome. So what, there are times when you can look back on it and laugh, right? And there are times that right. you tried to pretend like it never happened. Right. And that's really the core message of this book is to help readers understand that There is a place and a position for us because of the work of Christ that we can take ownership of all the good, bad, and ugly of our past. 
and that we don't have to run from our past or dismiss or downplay our past, but actually looking back is what sets us up to know the will of God and to move forward. And so that's kind of my path that I've been on with the Lord, and then what I'm hoping and praying is is the encouragement of this book. So, Casey, um, you know, people say, uh, I have heard people say this to me multiple times. I, I'm not sure if I've ever said it to someone else, but chances are probably yes. Your past does not define you. Now, you disagree with that. It does, but it does define you. It does define you. I can tell you as, a, as someone who has studied the human brain for many years that physiologically, anatomically, we are defined by our past. And I think if you really read the Bible in a whole integrated way, you would see that the Bible agrees with that. And, you know, I, it's not that we're not saying things that are have good intentions, like our past does not define us. I think we know what everyone's talking about is our identities in Christ alone. And then at the end of the day, he says who we are and, you know, what our eternity looks like. And, and we believe that. But to say that our past does not define us may just not be the most helpful way to point to an integrated whole approach to living. And so, yes, I, I'm, I'm kind of coming against the odds yeah. here with this book, um, taking another way of looking at it, but also, you know, using the book to prove both biblically and physiologically that what I'm saying is is another way of saying it, that right. what if our past does define us, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, again, so another, you know, trite phrase, when people say, been there, done that, I mean, they say that for a reason, because they've lived through that, been there, done that. So, Case, talk to us about your own story, because in Nothing Wasted, you talk about someone named Tanner. Tell us about him. Oh, well, Tanner was uh, one of the small, <laughs> small, big parts of my story. You know, it all ends up being this whole thing when you look back on it and you see all the patterns. But Tanner was just one of those Band-Aid guys that I used in my life to try to fill this wound that I had, this gaping hole of uh, rejection and abandonment that I'd experienced young in my life from my father. And really, as a teenager, thinking, am I rejected? Am I you know, somebody's used an unwanted material. And as a teenager, you're taking in all these messages and you're saying true or false, you know, to whatever attachment patterns and ways of love you're seeing in your childhood. And at at 15, I was uh, brutally molested and raped by an older man. And that set me on a course to then uh, just go off the rails with every single way that I could think of to fill this this whole and to really believe that you are used and unwanted and, and Tanner was just one of my, um, you know, promiscuous relationships. But I had many, and then also tampered, uh, tampered with drugs and addiction. And the the point of the story is that I I never really dealt with the wound itself yeah. of the abandonment yeah. of the abuse. Yeah. Right. and I carried that into my marriage and and just faced mm-hmm. really the end of myself. Uh, in my early 20s. And, you know, it, it's good to hear that story, Case, because, you know, uh, for polite Christian men and women, people don't talk about that in public. Right. It's something that, we you know, we should just put away because, you know, your, your passion past is your de- past. Right, and your passion <laughs> divine you. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm, that's why I'm so grateful you guys would trust me with this space for a moment to talk about this, because I, I'm going to talk about a lot of, of really heavy-hitting hard topics in the book, a lot of vulnerability, but but I've just seen the uh, beauty of confession, and then it really begets more freedom yeah, when, we, yeah. when we stand in the light. And I just, 
I want all of us to get to the end of the lie. You know, I just right. want us to get all to the end of this mediocre, wimpy faith that we're living and really just say what we are dealing with so that we can find the freedom to be obedient to Christ. Yeah. And that's where he would take me into my marriage. And I, I talk about holding on to this wound and it really rupturing into adultery in my marriage and almost ending my marriage. Uh, so I tell that story in the book of this three years living in an affair and being a leader in the church, being a Christian, not someone who, you know, didn't didn't know the Lord and then had this thing happen and came to know the Lord. And no, someone who very much loved Jesus and wanted Jesus to love her back and still found herself in just vile, habitual sin that hurt so many. And then, you know, what it took, the power that it took to awaken my heart to the reality of who God is. Casey Van Norman is with us, professional counselor, Bible teacher, and the author of the books and study series Named by God and Raw Faith. The new book is called Nothing Wasted, God Uses the Stuff You Wouldn't. Casey, I heard somebody talk over the, um, maybe two weeks ago, and he was sharing his story. And I, I was thinking of the number of ways that he could have shared his story where he ended up, look, he would have looked better. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gone yeah. into the like darkest places of it and maybe he could have like made been a hero yeah been a little bit of a hero mm-hmm. um but he chose not to do that and you know as i heard him talk i i thought to myself you know this is the real power of it the the real power of god is when we're not concerned about trying to present some type of image but we're just trying to tell the real story i think that's so good and i think that's so helpful you know And I I just think about what is going to bring us to the heart of who Jesus is and help us to see one another in the kingdom now as eternal, living forever. What does that look like to access that? And for me, it was my husband standing incarnate really as Jesus saying, you know, Casey, here you've betrayed me. You have lied to me. You are offering me nothing. You deserve for me to leave you and walk away. And instead... He said to me, Casey, I don't know how to not love you. Mm. Those were his exact words to me, and it forever changed my heart. And Mm. so for the past 10 years from that moment is what is the work of this book and just going, okay, what is it? What would it look like in my life for Jesus, for all of us to be saying that to us every single day? You bring me nothing. (laughs) You have cheated on me in a million different ways and a million different, you know, with a million different prostitutes. And I could walk away from you, but instead, I come after you. I come after you in grace and forgiveness and love on your worst days. And better yet, I give you love and grace and mercy, because I'm not going to use the worst against you. I'm not going to use your worst against you. And I now, where the Lord has taken me, is, man, could I really love like that? Could I really treat people like that? And the good news of the kingdom is, yes. We can love without need of return, and it is a beautiful way of existing. It's freedom. That's fascinating. Case, thanks for being with us. It's a really great story, well told. Casey Van Plus Norman. it's a beautiful book, isn't it? It surely is. Nothing wasted. God uses the stuff you wouldn't. Casey Van Norman.
Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Attention homeowners. With a strong housing market, if you bought a home more than a year ago, chances are you have equity in your home. And with one call to Cash Call Mortgage, that equity can mean cash in your pocket. The cash you need for the upcoming holidays. To remodel your home or just keep in your pocket. The timing to take advantage of your home's equity has never been better. The Fed's just lowered interest rates. So if you have an interest rate higher than 2.99%, give us a call to see if we can lower your monthly mortgage payment and get you the cash you need. At Cash Call Mortgage, we're a direct lender and we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. The holidays are coming fast, so get the extra cash you need now. For a free quote to see if you qualify, call Cash Call Mortgage at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th. It's headlight savings time again, which means the darkest nights of the year are here. And if you can't remember the last time you changed your headlights, it's time to switch to wider, brighter Sylvania bulbs. Visit sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect pair. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. things are just so dumb well i mean you know, oh no the, you're going to come into it with like a really serious thing no 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 beautiful no 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 it's not beautiful <laughs> no but you know the corrective age that we live in you know there are some positive things about it oh certainly. no i know that there are positive things about the corrective age but some of our responses are just they're they're for the purpose of making us look good and not actually fixing anything <laughs> okay it's just so, so dumb case in point uh do you remember this time around this time last year of course you know here we are on the cusp of the christmas season i can't believe i'm even saying that 
But um, soon enough, we'll be hearing Christmas carols. I guess are some of the stations playing Christmas carols, right? Uh, some of them. Don't they wait till Thanksgiving? Please tell me they wait till uh, Thanksgiving. Well, earlier and earlier, it seems. Anyway. Well, you know, at the Mike Duffy household, they've been playing them since like, <laughs> no. Labor Day. <laughs> oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Okay, so the uh, the song, uh, Frank Losser, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yeah. You know that song, right? I know it well. Right, okay. So the story tells of this... Tussle, I guess, is a, a verbal tussle. Yes, between uh, Ricardo a young man Montalban and, and uh, who was the what's her name? Betty Garrett. Yes, you know the little tussle of Neptune's daughter. I think is the name of the film. Yes, so c- stick around, st- stay because it, baby, it's cold outside, and, and she's, she's like, got, "No, I should really go. No, I no. really need to go. I'll I'd pour really you another need... drink. And no, she's like, no, Wait no." So last year, was it last year with, you know, hashtag Me Too and all that, the song the song itself was outed as a precursor to sexual assault. Right. And there were radio stations that said, you know what, because we care, we're not going to play the song anymore. Right. We'll never play this again. Okay. Now. Okay, fine. I never liked the song. Well, never. I never liked the song. I think it's, an, it's just an annoying song. Well, I like it sounds song. whiny. I mean, I like the song. Because you know what you like? It's the duet. Yeah. You know, I like that, you know, back okay. and forth. It's... So who made it famous? It was Dean Martin. Mike, can you uh, play us some of the original? I really can't but stay. baby, it's cold outside. Got to go but away. baby, it's cold Sounds like there are like 18 women singing to him. Been hoping that you drop me Which could be part of the problem yeah. of why we have a hashtag me too. Hands folder. just like ice. Beautiful, what's your Listen to the fireplace. All right. Okay, now it's cheesy. Right? It's super cheesy. Super cheesy. Right. And the original, the original from the movie, Super Cheese. Yeah. Right. Mike loves it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just been part of the. Okay, there, there's the problem. That's just been part of, right? Well, just because things have always been that way doesn't mean they shouldn't change. Right, okay. And I will tell you that I never liked the song because of one line. This is way before the hashtag Me Too thing. Way before then. Yeah. I never liked the line about where the girl says, hey, what's in that drink? Right. That always like, bothered me. Yeah. So I remember the, being in high school and that bothered me. So the guy has spiked her drink with right, or something. something. Right. And now you're thinking. Believe, believe me. First of all, it's not funny. Second of all, it's nothing you want in a song. And third, that doesn't sound good to any woman. No, it's criminal. Okay, absolutely. It does not sound good to any woman. Right. So I never liked the song. Okay. So, so we could just do away with the song. We, if we don't like it, we could just do away with it. Don't play it. Don't right. think about it. That's it. However, <laughs> in the corrective age that we live in, oh, John Legend, who's fabulous and in his own right, terrific, has made a corrective lyric change with Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And let's hear some of this. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. I can call you a ride. This evening has been I'm so glad that so you dropped in. Time spent with you. My daddy will be pacing the floor. Wait, what are you still living home So for? really I'd better stay. Your driver, his name is well, Murray. Maybe just a happy Oh, we're both adults, so who's keeping what score? Will my friends 
I actually like this version musically a heck of a lot better than the Dean Martin version. Yeah, beautiful voices. I mean, they doesn't Kelly Clarkson sound yeah. fabulous? They both sound excellent. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is what bothers me: is that they change the words. They now, changed the lyrics again. Yeah. I've already said I didn't like the song. Okay, but they changed the words to include new lines. You ready? Yeah. I want you to stay. It's not up to me. And here's my favorite: it's your body and your choice. Now, are you telling me that in the middle of that song, you decided to put the lyrics, it's your body and your choice? It's your body and your choice. Now, I'm sorry. That is like, give me a gigantic break. If you don't like the song, then forget the song. Can you imagine Dean Martin singing that? I mean, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Dean Martin's daughter, Deanna, doesn't like it either. Okay, she says, you don't change the lyrics to the song. Yeah, I think what he's done is, and she's talking about John Legend, he's stealing the thunder from composer Frank Lesser's song and from my dad. He should write his own song if he doesn't like this one, but don't change the lyrics. I got to come down on the side of what's her name? Yeah. Deanna Martin. Deanna Martin. I mean, if you don't like the song, let's just ditch it. But why? Like, we have to. It's your body, your choice. It's your body, it's your choice. (laughs) What? What is that? Okay. Oh. Everyone nods their head and goes, gonna, oh, that's much, I feel, feel say, oh, that's so much beautiful. better. That is really life-affirming. Because right, right. I, I respect you uh, as a man I'm now by saying that. I, went, I respect you also. I mean, what the heck? We could Nobody and your choice. Thank you. I mean, it's true, though. I don't want to make light of it, but, you know, Come it's, on. Just, it's corrective culture yeah, that we live far, in. As far as poetry, it fails. Poetry? Fails. Podcast is up and running. JohnCathyShow.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.